Welcome back to the H Factor. This is Big Hex, aka Califas. So let's go ahead and start this episode with the word of the week, which is cumbrain. <laughs> cumbrain. For you guys that don't know, cumbrain is. Let me go ahead and let you know. Cumbrain is a person obsessed with sex to the point where it becomes detriment to their ability to socialize and think through problems. So let me go ahead and use that as a sentence. Mike keeps flirting with every girl he meets like a fucking cum brain. <laughs> so, in other words, you're always thinking about sex and you can't think about anything else which causes problems and everything from work to homework to everything you got to do in real life. And a lot of guys are fucking true cum brains. <laughs> hey, I got to admit, sometimes I'm one too as well, so... I think it's like, you know, the time of the month or time of the week or time of the day. One of those two. So here's a funny ass story that I have when I was visiting my family over there in TJ. So we're over there visiting and, you know, we're eating at my swagglers place. I call up my dad so that way we could go ahead and, you know, have a few drinks, talk since, you know, I only pretty much see him maybe once or twice a year since I'm over here in Dallas don't really go to San Diego much anymore just because it's fucking expensive and and because I'm like super busy with the kids with soccer and all that bullshit. So so I go ahead and call my dad and be like, hey, you know, I'm over here. Um, come on through. I'm over here at my swagdo's house. So I put an order of tacos. So, you know, we got to eat tacos over there. The best tacos in the world are in Tijuana, Baja California, Mexico. Just in case you didn't know, where was that? Okay, so there we go. You know, we're eating and all that stuff. So my dad has some hearing aids. And over the years, you know, it, it's gotten worse and worse. And he doesn't have hearing aids because, you know, he's just old. Um, he had an accident, you know, of many years back. Of, you know, a gun was shot way too close to his ears. And it's just gotten worse and worse. Um, I guess I could go into that story a little, some other time, I guess. But... Right now, I'm going ahead and giving you this, this funny-ass story. So, you know, we're talking, and he doesn't wear it all the time. Sometimes he just likes it where he just can't hear everybody, which is funny. He's always telling me, like, sometimes he'll just put it on low where he can't even hear nobody, especially the wife. <laughs> uh, but, okay, so, you know, we're talking and everything. So he's, since he doesn't wear it all the time, Sometimes he forgets how to put it on correctly. So there he goes, you know, we're eating and everything. And, you know, we're laughing and I'm speaking loud so that way he could hear me. So, you know, so we're eating and everything. So and he's fucking around with the hearing aid because he keeps on putting it in his ear and it's not fitting right. And he's fucking getting frustrated. And I'm, we're just all looking and he puts it on and then he takes it off and then puts it on, takes it off. And then he's like fucking around with it, takes some things apart. He goes ahead and asks for my suegro's uh, screwdriver, like a little one for the glasses. So he, you know, goes ahead and starts fucking around with it. And this whole time we're talking, saying jokes and, you know, everything, drinking, eating and everything. You know, we're all having a good fucking time. <laughs> and my dad is over there just fucking getting frustrated. <laughs> he can't get that shit right. So he keeps on putting it on. And, and dude, it was so fucking funny. Like he was really getting frustrated and then he'll put it down and then he'll go back on because he couldn't really hear that good. So he needs it. And <laughs> he would see us all fucking laughing. He couldn't hear all the jokes. How our family is and how I'm raising my kids is we make fun of each other. That's the Mexican way to do it. 
I think any Latino family makes fun of each other. And that's, I think that's the reason why you can't bully us because we're getting bullied since we're fucking born. We are thick skinned as a mother. Like you can't fuck with us because we, we have good comebacks because we've been at it since we were born. But aside from that, so we start making fun of him and he's laughing. You know, we're all having a good time. We're drinking some tecates. That's my favorite beer. Tecate, cerveza con carácter. I love Tecate La Roja, meaning the red one. And the red can is the best one. And that's the one I drink. So anyway, so we're drinking. And he goes to the bathroom. And he comes back and he tells us that he looked himself in the mirror. And then that's where he noticed it. He was trying to put the fucking hearing aid in the wrong ear the whole time. That's why it kept on moving and it wasn't fitting right in the ear. <laughs> So, so the whole time we're fucking talking and he puts the earpiece in and he keeps on, you know, talking and he keeps on coming out of the ear. And, oh, my, dude, it was so funny that he comes back and, dude, we were laughing so fucking hard. It had to be crying because the whole time <laughs> it took him finally to go ahead and look at himself in the mirror to notice. Like, oh, shit, <laughs> the hearing aid is in the wrong fucking ear. <laughs> oh, man, uh, that was one of the funniest stories I have about my dad. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. And every time I say that story, I'm always crying from laughing because it's one of those you have to be there kind of moments. So that's the funniest story. Last time I was in TJ visiting my dad. So on to the Mexican word of the week, which is Budweiser. So let me go ahead and use that as a sentence so that way you understand why Budweiser is the Mexican word of the week. Budweiser. That girl has a nice booty, but why is her face so ugly, eh? <laughs> oh, damn. That girl has a nice booty, but why is her face so ugly? <laughs> ah, shit. Okay, that's, that's a good one. That's a fucking good one. All right, so let me go ahead and stick to my trip down south where I was in San Diego and I was with the in-law. So we're driving around, you know, going to go eat and, you know, to the favorite, you know, little shops here and there. You know, it, it's like I said, I don't even go ahead and visit Cali once a year, twice a year now. And, you know, every time we're down there, we love to go eat. Best Mexican food is in Cali. Well, Best Mexican food is in fucking Mexico, of course. But on this side of the, of the border, California. No doubt, hands down. No other state has anything got to do with the fucking Mexican food, especially in San Diego. Even L.A. can't touch San Diego with the fucking food. It's, it's fucking amazing. So aside from that, so we're over there, you know, in San Diego. We're cruising around, you know, blah, blah, blah. And my suegros favorite radio station is 92.5 old school where they play old school and oldie so backstory again i'm from cali san diego born and raised so i love old school and especially oldies since my parents listened to oldies like all the time when i was a kid you know both of them were cholos cholas you know and you know throwing up your gang signs now i'm just joking you know like cholos and cholas all the time you know listen to oldies low riders and all that shit so anyway I know that station plays some good music, and I like it. I've always loved that station. So I've been in Dallas for the past 11 years. 
So things have changed, of course. So I never really listen to the radio. I always just go ahead and download songs and just listen to the music that I like and not what the radios tell me to go ahead and listen to. But, you know, whatever. So here we go. We're going to the fucking restaurant and boom, a Tupac song comes out. And hey, I love Tupac. Tupac's a fucking shit. Tupac's the best fucking rapper ever. But it was not a 92.5 oldies old school station. And I was like, what? the beep just what what the hell just happened and then as well i heard that song from usher omg and then i was like omg and i was like damn my sweat was fucking started listening to tupac now what the fuck happened so i look over at the station i'm like dude what the fuck did did, did my sweat just go ahead and switch the station on me and no tupac and Usher was in that old school 92.5 oldie station. I'm like, damn, since when have they became oldies and old school? Like, to me, Tupac is still hip-hop. But I guess, you know, 11 years have passed. And, you know, I guess it's new hip-hop, which I think fucking sucks. You know, it's what fucking kids listen to now. And I guess now I'm considered old school and oldies. But the thing is, so what happens to the oldies and the old school like you know the old the old school uh songs the oldies from back in the day like the lowrider oldies you know the ones that people be cruising down with their lowriders with their 6-4 and fucking be bumping them little oldie songs you know that's what I'm those are the oldies to me those are the old school songs that everybody knows but so if Tupac and Usher is now I guess old school and oldies so what is oldies and old school from when I used to grow up? Is that now considered like classical music or is it considered like ancient music? Like what the fuck? Like, like who comes up with these genres and be like, hey, we know you, we're going to be switching them up now. I'm like, dude, what the hell? I'm like, this is so wrong. Tupac is not old school. So since that happened, started making me think. So this is how I have my music breakdown. And I'm just going to go ahead and have my music breakdown on hip-hop. At another time, I am going to go ahead and talk about oldies, the different oldies that there is. Because since I moved over here to Dallas, their oldies over here are a little bit different than the oldies over there in Cali. And I got to say, I still love my Cali oldies. I'm not saying they're Cali oldies, but the oldies that we grew up listening to over there in California compared to the people over here in Texas listening to oldies. Over here, for some reason, they're like more happy duty kind of shit. <laughs> and I don't know. But that's on another episode. So right now, let me go ahead and break down my music genre, old school hip hop kind of say now. Because, yeah, you know, it is old school hip hop now or classic hip hop or whatever the fuck you guys want to call it. So here we go. So my old school hip hop I have is from the 80s to the like the 90s. So in that category, I have like, you know, Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five, Run DMC, Public Enemy, NWA, Ice-T, Eric B and Rakim, Doug E. Fresh, LL Cool J, Big Daddy Kane, Slick Rick, and the Beastie Boys, De La Soul. Queen Latifah, and I know I'm forgetting some in there. I hope I'm not getting anybody mad. If I miss some, 
go ahead and let me know if I miss some big names. Because uh, there is a lot. There is a lot of fucking artists out there. But those are the ones that I could just remember just off of my head. And so this era was kind of cool. Because that's when hip-hop really started, you know, becoming a fucking thing. Hip-hop back in the day was about delivering a message. Because there was no other way to go ahead and deliver a message to everybody. So in that era of hip-hop, it was about delivering a message. About like, don't do drugs, that drugs are bad, and the system here is broken, and the system is breaking us, telling us how it is to be in the streets, and how the black people are getting beat up by cops, and other stuff that was happening to black people at that time. They didn't really have an outlet to go ahead and tell those stories. All these artists, that's what they were doing. They were going ahead and letting everybody know about all the fucked up shit that everybody was, you know, living. It wasn't just black people that was having all these issues. A lot of it is just being poor, man. Like, the system is against poor people, regardless of the fucking race or color. But nobody would listen. All everybody cares about is all the rich people. And these artists, they were delivering a message so that way other people knew what the hell was happening. Like the government, they were stopping some of these artists from even doing concerts or not selling their CDs at that time because it was saying messages that was against the government or what they believed. Aside from that, this era was badass. And, you know, I grew up in, I grew up in 84, which I was a little bit too young to go ahead and listen to them, you know, live and all that and didn't really get into it. I didn't really get into, like, really hip-hop till maybe, like, I was in fifth grade. Yeah. Yeah. Probably like to like fifth grade. You know, I'm, you know, I grew up in a Mexican household. I I started listening to Chente and, <laughs> you know, oldies, all the, you know, all, all the good shit. So, you know, at school, I started listening to hip hop. I became a huge fan. So that's where hip hop started. And that's why I call it old school hip hop, because to me, that's pretty much where it started. And it is from the 80s. And we're in what, 2020? Damn, that's a long motherfucking time. But, hey, old school hip-hop right there. So now in the 90s, it was about selling drugs to make it in a broken America where the system is made to keep us down. Keep us poor people down. Keep us in jail. 90s was about gang wars, drugs, and the hustle to make it in America. Trying to make it from the ashy to classy. B-I-G, if you know. To me, the Best music came out in the 90s, early 2000s. To me, this is the golden age of hip-hop. This is where I started listening to hip-hop and became a huge, huge fan. To me, this is fucking the golden age of hip-hop. So pretty much around this time, I have, you know, of course, Tupac. I got Biggie. I got Snoop. I got Ice Cube, Eazy-E, DMX, Busta, Jay-Z. I got Mos Def in there, Big L, Gangstar. We got Wu-Tang, Ghostface Killer, Lost Boys, Heavy D, Naughty by Nature. I got Missy Elliott. Let's see. Salt and Pepper. KRS-One. Dre. Scarface. Outkast. Tribe Called Quest. Nas. Common. Big Pun. Let's see. I know I'm missing some other ones like Mob Deep. About Bone Thugs, The Ghetto Boys, Warren G, 
Cypress Seal, Too Short, Nate Dog. Damn. And I know I'm missing a little bit more, and that's my bad. And around 2000, that's when everything started kind of changing because all those names that I gave out right there, it was, to me, it was like kind of like a gangster hip-hop, you know what I'm saying? Hey, which, hey, it was badass. And, you know, 2000s, that's when it started changing. And that's when I, you know, I, I still like that music. You know, that's when, you know, T.I. came out, Lil Wayne, 50, The Game, Nelly, Fat Joe, Luda, Eminem. But I didn't like Eminem in the beginning. In the beginning, he just had a fucking annoying voice. But once after, and I've always said that his lyrics were fucking like, like no other. And once he started getting rid of that annoying voice that he had in the beginning, my name is what? My name is. Then when he started sounding like a fucking man, that's when I started really liking Eminem. Well, Marshall Matters. And he fucking spits. And other people that spit like fucking Jada. Jada fucking spits like crazy. Like he's underrated. He got Kanye before he went fucking insane. <laughs> we got Ja Rue up in there. Talib Kweli. You got UGK. 3-6 Mafia. E-40. Nipsey Hussle. Young Jeezy. And Rick Ross. And again, if I miss anybody, my bad. Let me know. If I did miss somebody, just go ahead and find me on social media and go ahead and put me on blast that I missed somebody who you're like your favorite artist or something. Like I said, just went ahead and put a notepad in, in front of me and just started writing some names that I thought, you know, were fucking big, which are big to me. I think these are some of the best rappers ever to fucking live. And again, like I said, and I'm going to repeat it again and again, and I love to fucking repeat this. Right now, hip hop is fucking garbage. Like right now, hip hop is all just about drugs. It's about doing drugs like a motherfucker. And just a beat with some whack ass Dr. Seuss rhymes. It's not even telling the story like it used to be. Like back then, fuck man, Tupac used to go ahead and say a story. Biggie used to fucking say a story and be rhyming at the same time. Fucking Snoop used to go ahead and tell you about his fucking day that day and make it seem like you were actually fucking there and be rhyming at the same time. Like it was a flow that you never heard about before. Now you just get a fucking beat and you just be making some whack ass rhymes and people are selling that fucking mumble rappers. It's to me, I think it's fucking garbage. You know, whatever. Everybody likes music however they like, you know, whatever. But. I do have two artists that I do like that came out probably like after 2010, which is J. Cole and Kendrick Lamar. And again, if I left some artists that were pretty badass out of my list, I'm sorry. But J. Cole and Kendrick Lamar are the two ones that I do fuck with listening to hip hop right now. And honestly, I think they're one of the great ones because, man, they... Their lyrics go hard. And like I said again, and I'm going to say it again, I'm not a fan of this new hip-hop. It just sucks dirty, sweaty ass. Hopefully, you guys like this episode. And before I leave, I'm going to go ahead and leave you with some good words from my homie Tupac. Rest in peace. Pay no mind to those who talk behind your back. 
it simply means that you are two steps ahead. 